Yes, it's a very good afternoon. Great to be back from China. Great to be back in studio in a medium that I thoroughly enjoy and love, and that is radio. This is the final show for this year for the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. We will, of course, be doing sports shows, uh, generic sports shows going forward, but in terms of the first two hours, putting the spotlight and focus purely on rugby, this is the last show of the year. And it is an opportunity to sit back, reflect, uh, not just on what we've seen at the World Cup, but Super Rugby, MPC, rugby as a whole. My co-host is former All Black Steve Devine. We'll bring Steve into the programme shortly. Telephone number here is 0800 150811. We do want to open the lines. And you can text us here on the Temper Bedpost text machine 8833. Chance to reflect on that World Cup final last week. Um, it's been an interesting one where every single New Zealander has laid blame at the feet of the officials. No one's really wanted to accept the fact that we just weren't good enough. We didn't take points when they were on offer. And tactically, at times, we were inept. It was a World Cup that was ultimately set up for us. South Africa were running on fumes. It's a final that we should have won, but we didn't win. And we're no different to Ireland... England, France, Australia. Yes, we got through to the final, but we still didn't win it. Now, for some countries, getting through to the final would be enough to warrant street parades and a real sense of nationalism. But we're the All Blacks, and let's not kid ourselves, second is failure. New Zealand men's basketball team reached the top four of the World Basketball Championships back in Indiana, I think in 2002, was it 2002, 2004? An amazing because we have no expectation as a basketball country. We now haven't won the World Cup since 2015. Eight years. And if we win in four years' time, it'll be 12 years since we've won it. All I've seen since 2015 is a decline in the interest of the game at a domestic level. I've seen more apathy around the All Blacks than I've ever seen before. I see a players' association with a lot of power. And I see a lot of the players profiting from being in the game. But there never seems to be a lot of respect or concern for the fan. The All Black brand is around performance, precision and no compromise our 80% winning record. But in more recent times, we seem happy to be able to compromise that because judge us on the World Cup mentality. It's dangerous. It's gambling. And Las Vegas wasn't built on winners. I'm just absolutely thrilled that finally, finally, we are past the Henry, Hanson and Foster era. Now, back in the day, Big Graham Henry fan, a lot of time for him as a coach. But the succession plan, succession planning from within, I think always had flaws. It just had a sense of nepotism around it, the old boys network. I haven't seen this all-black team evolve really since, well, probably the end of 2015. People are jumping up and down, oh, we made the final. But let's be honest, we had four big test matches since August, South Africa at Twickenham, France, Ireland, and then a World Cup final. We lost three out of the four, and that's the harsh reality of it. 
and yet somehow Ian Foster's the great redemption story. No, he's not. He'll go down as one of the worst all-black coaches in history, and so he should. And if we think otherwise, then it comes back to my original point. There is apathy around the All Blacks and we just can't afford that to happen. We're seeing now players going on more sabbaticals. Again, it's about me. At the same time, we've got a super rugby competition that's struggling and before long the model just won't be fit for purpose. You're either in or you're out. Or we have a policy where we pick players from overseas and we just open the floodgates. And we don't worry about the domestic game in this country. They're my thoughts. But it was a World Cup final. We should have won. I agree with Steve Hansen. Get rid of the TMOs. The game is not refereed on action replays in slow motion. But let's not kid ourselves. That's not the reason we lost the final. Dumb decision, lack of discipline, key moments, you take your points on offer, you put scoreboard pressure on. Just also, because we are talking rugby this hour, I just want to touch on the Black Ferns England game. Where are the crowds? Why are people not turning up and watching the Black Ferns? Last year, we had a left-wing media with a feminist agenda telling us this was the biggest thing that was going to happen. This was going to save the game. Our women should be getting paid the same as the men. But the moment you take the game outside of a World Cup, there's not the interest. And I'll tell you why there's not the interest. And everybody's scared of saying it. The quality of the product is crap. It's just not good enough. I don't have enough time in my day. If I'm going to watch rugby, I'm going to watch the best product. And women's rugby for me at the moment as a bloke who's grown up in this country and watched rugby since the age of five, it's not a good enough product. But the bigger question is, where are the two and a half million women in this country? Why are they not going out and supporting women's rugby? And why is it not okay to perhaps suggest that the product isn't good enough and that people just aren't interested in it? And that there's a small group who are desperate for equality, who just want to continue to sell us this myth that the Black Ferns are on par with the All Blacks. It's absolute, utter nonsense. It's got a false economy around it. It's still an amateur game. It's still a minority sport. Let it organically grow. 0800 150811. Steve Devine, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you? Yes, I'm well. I'm well. I'm good. Thank you. What um, a positive start to the show. Yeah, no, we really, we, we got some got stuff off smiling, our chest. Aren't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We got some stuff off the chest there. That was good, mate. You feeling better after that? <sighs> tied in, tied out. Three deep breaths, Mark. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, good. No, I am. Look, I don't like to come on and be a doom and gloom merchant, Steve. I, I really don't, but I just think rugby's in real trouble. I'm sick of the BS and something's got to change and I'm, being, I'm happy to be a driver for change. I'm happy to make sure that there is no apathy in this game and that we continue to put the pressure on the All Blacks, continue to ask the hard questions of New Zealand rugby. Yeah, yeah. listen, I, I, I understand and agree in some, somewhat with what, what you're saying, but... Uh, you know, it has been a tough year, and and rugby. I do agree that rugby does need to be addressed. There's some few big 
um, questions and answers that need to be looked into. Um, and we, yeah, we need to do that. But, you know, my understanding is there has been an investigation by the NZIU and, you know, hopefully um, at some stage soon, even before Christmas, I'm hearing that there is going to be a, a big sit down with a, a lot of the provincial unions and a few big questions asked and a few big solutions hopefully sorted out. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it, it's about solutions and people often go, oh, you criticise, but you don't offer solutions. Well, I think over the years I have offered a lot of solutions and I know that we've had discussions and you've provided a lot of solutions. We've got to bring the fun back into the game, we've got to look after the grassroots. We've had all of those discussions. But it's not just about an evolution now, it is a revolution. Um, I just, yeah, I just, we just continue to, again, sabbaticals, players being able to disappear for a year and then coming back. Um, I, I just hope yeah, under I'd Robertson we get rid of rest and rotation and we just start actually focusing back on our domestic game because I think we all know that Scott Robertson's biggest challenge next year is actually going to be depth of talent. Yeah, I, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of issues going forward and you know I, I, I don't disagree with the sabbaticals if you've you know applied your trade here for for numerous years and, and given all to everything, then you should be able to have a year off and go away and get paid to have a, a year off because let's be honest, you know, a, a Japanese season is um, probably club rugby level a bit more. So it, it's not a year off away from the game. It is it, it is a year off away from brute force strength and super rugby campaign and, and an All Blacks campaign. So, um, and probably twice the income so you know yeah. I, I it's it's not obviously not offered to every player but there are a selected few people if we need to keep them in this country which we need to do we need to but do of, we I mean this current group of players what have we won with this current group of players we've been awful for four years so what makes this particular group so damn special we've given them every opportunity every single resource we've rested and rotated but somehow we still need to go out of our way allow them to make an absolute fortune at the expense of our domestic competitions, yet they've actually won nothing. Um, yeah, well, you know you know what they haven't won, but they haven't won the title of the most negative rugby team in the world. I, 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 I believe the game is broken uh, in the way it's administered. Uh, I, I think the game is break, broken in terms of what it is for entertainment. And... You look at the teams who scored the most tries. You look at the team that had the most brain line breaks. You look at the team, um, you know that that you know did did pretty much everything there is to do in terms of running rugby in the World Cup and were light years ahead of everyone else. And that was the All Blacks, right? Yeah, they didn't win, um, and that hurt. Um, they gave themselves a pretty good chance to win, and that hurt. And um, you know, but unfortunately, the game is allowing people who don't want to play rugby. An advantage over the teams yeah, that okay, do it, but right? Steve, and, and Steve, that's I, I get, just where it's I get at. That, we we but, stuck to our guns but, and we played our yeah, brand. But but that's just stubbornness, and we go away with nothing. I get it, but it's a bit like the situation. You get a referee who's pedantic, so we hear it all the time. The players need to adjust early. They need to understand the referee, and they need to shift and make sure that they understand how he's officiating it. And, oh, and we need to adjust. So we players, know how the game is being played. So why don't we make the adjustment? Why, well, it's, it's all very well to sit up there and go, it's boring, this is the way we want to play it, but we come away with nothing. Yeah, but it's boring, mate. It might be boring, but we're not World Cup champions. Yeah, Ask but, the South uh, Africans who've had uh, street parades whether they felt South Africa were boring. Yeah, well, mate, imagine, imagine how we would feel if we didn't win it and we played boring, and then it's even worse. You know, we, we stuck to our guns. We, I mean, I'm like, I don't think, and I, I was on, I did three hours last weekend after, straight, straight after the final. 
uh, no one rang up and got stuck into the All Blacks. Like everyone knew, everyone knew the effort that was put in. Everyone was proud of the performance they put on the field. You know, I'd be yes, interested to see yes, a, a week get, on though whether they are as. They proud. didn't get they didn't get brought down by a referee, and and it's crazy it's crazy to to think that a referee. Um, cost them the game. Yeah, there was mistakes made, and that's what happens in a game of rugby. They got brought down by a TV match official, who was uh, refereeing one side. Um, you know, and that—that's not what our game should be. I, I can live and die by a mistake on the field. It's pretty hard to live and die by mistakes. Yeah, but that's how the African team were out on their feet. They were—they were, no, they, they, they were. They were playing. They were playing on. So what fields. would you do, mate? Hey, let's put it like this: What would you do? You're out on your feet. You're playing against a team who's out on their feet. What do you do? Well, you don't kick the ball away. You don't. I, I still wouldn't kick for the corner in a World Cup final, mate. I'm sorry. You still put the scoreboard pressure on. But uh, they're out on their feet. I, I don't think there's. Look, I, I think they were more on. I think mentally they were more running on fumes heading into that final with the way they'd played this game. And we know that you can slow the game down now. We are being the best aerobic team no longer has a lot of benefit. It's an area that they need to address. We needed to be better. You can't play with 14 men. Yeah, we can the, blame Sam Kane all we want. We've gone through about the importance of discipline. It's not the first time he's done it. It's not the first time yeah, that we've had issues. How come it's always the All Blacks that are getting the yellows and the reds? We can say that there's some sort of conspiracy here, but we've got to be better in those key areas, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I don't think anyone's blamed Sam Kane. Yes, yeah, I agree. It's probably a red card with the way the rules are, but I, but I also see, I also can't fathom how the other one wasn't a red card. No, and this is where the TMO so, and the consistency so, and stuff has to be addressed. But at the end of the day, mate, what what you just said is to need to win that game, we needed to not kick and throw the ball around, and and that's what that's how we went out and did. Yeah, but yes, we didn't but, get it all right, but, but and we made mistakes. But, but that's but, the way. That's but I'm saying that's because that's the way we've programmed this team. We haven't gone down the other way because we simply don't have the players to do it. We had no choice to do that. And we still won the forward battle, didn't we? we won but two, we couldn't get the job done. We, we won when two it was all battles. said and done, we couldn't get the job done. Yeah, they mate, still beat us. Yeah, and we. we it it probably, reminds me mate, of Buster Douglas taking out do, Mike Tyson. Mate, what do you do when one of your kids comes home and says, Dad, I came second in my swimming race today? And what do you say? Mate, how hard did you try? I absolutely left everything out there on the field. What, what, what else can you ask them? I, I just Well, I, that's fine. That's fine, Steve. I get that. But if you're going to start compromising every other form of the game in the name of the All Blacks and have coaches being able to get away with poor performances in between World Cups because judge me on the World Cup is the mentality, yeah. then I think I, I, would be, I would be more open to your thoughts and your opinion on this one if not everything was compromised in the name of this team. Yeah, I, yeah they certainly... Put a lot of time and effort and resources into the All Blacks, but there's a, there's a lot of time and effort going into rugby. I think we need to spend some more time and effort going into particularly local rugby, um, and that's that's I you know I'm pretty sure this investigation is going to rifle that out, and um, and some big hard questions are already going to be asked about you know our local rugby, but. I, I just I just feel from where that team has come from two years ago, and it was a mistake. I think it was a mistake to have Foster as the coach. It wasn't the right decision. And where that team's come from, you know, a year and a half ago, they've 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 come on and leaps and bounds. And but it's funny, isn't it? It's their own failings that have suddenly. What's the word? So, so through their own failings, and actually just playing like we expect an all black team to play, they're suddenly being given praise. I struggle with that one. It's almost like a little bit of the um, what's the um, Stockholm syndrome. 
It's almost like you start to have empathy for your, for your captors. It's like, well, we were that crap, but now we've played a bit better, so now you love us. And we're like, well, hang on a minute. Why were you crap in the first place? You're the damn All Blacks. Why do we have to go to such lows to find redemption? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, we, we, mistakes were made. And I, I feel over the last year and a half, some of those mistakes have been rectified. Okay, look, I, I don't want to be a doom and gloom merchant. We are going to turn into this shortly into a bit of awards session. But I, I look, I want to have my say, and, and I respect Steve for the fact that he's not afraid to come straight back at me. 